Good evening and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Backstage Pass. I'm your host, Vince Edwards of Sound Image Productions here in Northern California. You might almost also know me from Beyond the Backstage Pass on Facebook and Death by Loadout, which are two closed roadie groups. Uh, here tonight with me is my good friend Kyle Thomas. How you doing, brother? Buddy, it's so good to see you. you How was your well. week, man? Good, man. Staying busy, trying to get my clientele up, do a little bit of mixing uh, on my off time here. Once the live sound thing comes back, I don't think I'm going to have too much time to focus on it. So we'll see how it's, it goes in the next couple of weeks here. Makes good sense. Makes good sense. Uh, I know you did some traveling over the last week. You're up in the Emerald Triangle. How is that? Pretty up there? Beautiful, yeah. Nice time off. Great weather, man. No two ways about it. Um, it's a beautiful day here in sunny California, 80 degrees. We're living the dream. Um, I don't know about you, man, but the whole uh, work situation, it's kind of got me down lately. I've been handling it pretty well for the past three, four months, but whatever the hell oh, the number has been. It's sitting on me now. Yeah, I yeah, agree, I'm dude. starting to feel it a little more than I had. And uh, any coping tactics you should, can share with me? Yeah. What do you got? Dude, go go f explore your hobbies. Go out and go uh, figure out something else to do for a bit. I'm in trouble there because <laughs> uh, I just try to be good at my job, a good man to my woman, and uh, good on this show. That's my hobbies. I That's know. it. That's all I got. It's so hard when we base like so much. It really is who much, how much of our identity we truly make off of, especially this industry in particular. And to take that away, it's just like... Okay, well, I got other shit I could do. Like, yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm yeah. gonna focus on that for right now. Yeah, it's it's been tricky. It's been, and I'm sure for the audience and many people in the audience, we sure see it on that, on the uh, groups, on the Facebook groups where people talking about it and putting up memes and yeah. dealing with it in different ways. You know, a couple people are pretty pissed off, and we have Sammy Hager's talking about coming back out, and he's he's willing to take a bullet for every artist to go see if he can put on a live show. Well, you know, it's sad. The more and more research you do about what's what's to come with our industry just draws more questions and yeah. more fear. More uncertainty. Yeah, more uncertainty. That's right. So it's the, you know, like I said, it's just exploring other options. Like right now I came in a couple days ago, and I'm like, Man, I just don't know shit about cameras. I didn't know nothing about that interfacing of, of, of anything. Mm. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll, since I have some time off, I'll focus on that away from, you know, my other endeavors. Right. It's like all these other times that we have, we've always been working. And it's like now I feel like it's more of the precedence to try to utilize this time in a positive way and learn something or... Well, you've always yeah. been good that way. Uh, whenever there was time, you're also, you know, good on post-education. So I know you got your school and then you got your practical, physical, hands-on experience. But as the technology technologies change and boards, I know you're always updating on boards. You've been leading the. We spoke about this before. The leading the way on the S6L training. That's been really good. You came in, I think, early today. Must have did a couple hours on it. Yeah. Um, it's super fun. You got to admit, there's a lot of little things to play with, and and uh, the Pro Tools rig's good on that. With that's that. Uh, uh, custom-made Diablo Digital system. Oh yeah, Diablo Digital's been great helping everybody out and... Uh, Amazing people. You know, it's just interesting. It's like, it just, now that I've gotten the console down, it's like, now I'll just go through the whole manual, you know, maybe 50 pages at a time till I go through the whole thing on the desk. Now that I know how to operate it, it's like all the weird bits and pieces now are gonna come together. Well, so. that, by the way, 
just throwing it out there, Winston wants to come in. Winston Dame, one of our good friends, friend of the show, old pro, guy's done it all, uh, wants to come in and play around. And I thought He's maybe we could pair you guys up. Yeah, Definitely. that'd be good. So um, as you know, we uh, always trying to get the best guests on here. Um, sometimes, I, all these people so far have been my friends and uh, long histories with, um, and I get along with all of them and love them and appreciate them coming to the show. Today we got really lucky because, you know, there's some people you just, to have a, a, a rapport with, a thing, a, a way you can talk to each other, super straight, super funny, oh, yeah. uh, little evil, little, little, little hard. Uh, that's our today's guest. He's a great guy. I'm really happy to have him in the show. Um, let me give you a little background on him. He he's, does a lot. Uh, he's the owner-operator of the Pre-Light Studios, has been for many years. Uh, he's an LD that's done it all in the lighting game. He's been around for a good 25, 30 years. Um, he's worked with some huge stars, really big shows, really big tours. You uh, 2 David Bowie, R. Kelly, NXS. I don't think you're six feet away, nine man. Nine Inch Nails. You're concerning <laughs> our guests. Family Values, uh, which was, of course, Corn and, and Limp Biscuit. Uh, I'd like to introduce our L. Day, the man of the hour, Mr. Tom Thompson. Tom Thompson. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for the chair. Yeah, yeah. He made a, this chair. I know. He made a special request. Tommy gave us this chair. He gave it to me. Uh, good I want to say a year, year and a half ago. Threw it in the shop and it turned in my smoking chair. He made a request that it be the chair he uses tonight because uh, Cool Hand Luke in it over here. I don't know how he does. I don't know how you do this all the time. Uh, it's I'm I'm kind of addicted. Plus I got that little epilepsy thing. So uh, I'm just trying to be stuff, like you, so. man. No, it's never going to happen. I mean, I own that space. Thank glasses uh, in, in thank the you. building. That's right there. Oh, much you made my day. Can you see me, Tom? Over here. I see. You. Yeah, yeah, you're doing the voice <laughs> thing. He's doing it by sound. I know this guy. Buddy, how you been? How you? How you? We were just talking about the COVID thing. How you handling it? handle it man you, you you play the hand you're dealt you know and uh just do the best you can and kind of what kyle was saying pick up new stuff man i i turned into a motorhead mm. you know <laughs> it was really? like miss my calling i love it you no, know i'm just good. like tinkering with i got a bunch of friends like, i got an old lawnmower you want to try to fix it <laughs> you're playing around with lawn motors you're doing car work too yeah no nah, not yet i feel like i feel I, like i got a lifter problem out here i got the, maybe hook me up yeah no no oh, <laughs> oh sure yeah it's i'll try it task, your yeah. car i got like a screwdriver some is it your tape car and, yeah yeah oh, yeah. oh you're all oh, yeah. over that no problem you yeah. say hook me up oh, i'll fix it don't worry he's <laughs> <laughs> a bit he's a great friend like i said he's always there for you <laughs> um, do anything you want you know here on the show we we got a couple format kind of early questions and we kind of widen up in the middle but but uh i think people are yes, interested in origin stories and yeah yes if you that was a fat joke you're not wrong it's that COVID-19 I found all of them and that's happening and of course the cameras you know adding 10 take, more so yeah, look a little got, beached yeah. but you could be nice now but I, I don't expect it to happen we got 20 more minutes of this so it's going to be fun Wait, you guys, hold on nice tight on buckle up no I never said that I never made that as a stipulation because <laughs> I wouldn't have been east coast <laughs> hard drove, drove I love an hour this and a half to be here to be nice <laughs> no, me? no it was never going to happen right. and and I like that about you you know I like that you know it's one of my the most fun parts and he's also worked here at Sound Image for us and done a lot of stuff and and we always had a very snappy back and forth that was super fun he was the boss of the pulling out getting the lighting out for the shows and I, i'm the boss of getting the show shows the audio part and we always had to work together and you made it fun dude seriously i miss you i hate to be all mushy but i know you don't dig it but seriously you're a pain in the ass and i love you um how did you get into this tell us about how you got into the business the audience likes to know this and why specifically lighting well uh okay uh pretty easy i was uh, going to uh, university of delaware mm -hmm. might be one of 
five people in this state that criminal state of the that. union criminal state of the union uh, I actually got a degree in economics but I needed to make money while I was in college because you know it's not free right mm -hmm. <laughs> that's right so uh, I read this I wish I remember the name of it but it was like stage like craft handbook or something when I was in was it high uh, school? No, it wasn't. Not this one? No, no. It's a great book. If I saw it on there, I would have told you about it. No. But it, it broke everything down, like, because I was really into sound. I was really interested in sound. So um, I just started going to clubs and started asking questions to the sound guy. And next thing I knew, I got a, a job. I think they were paying me like 50 bucks a day. It was fantastic. 50 bucks, you kidding me? To, to do this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then they started running out of work, uh, this audio company. They, but right next door, there was a lighting company. Uh, it's my best friend to this day, owns the thing. He's got some lights in this building. Scott Humphrey from Light Action. Light Action, great man. It was about, I guess, about an 800 square foot operation. Well, this is early in his career because his yeah. operation's considerably I, larger. I think now. his office is that size now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah. So uh, he, he was paying me 75 a day. So, jeez, you know, yeah. come on. Good stuff. E economics, you uh, know. Yeah, well, you had studied it, so you knew that was a good move. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah right. I knew that was a good move. Yeah. But I, oh, this is Gigi. Hi, Gigi. Lie down. Oh, Gigi's down. in the house, guys. We forgot down. to mention. Hello, Gigi. There was, uh, uh, you know, I watched a few of these before I came on here. Yeah, she's number four. To, uh, I just want to make sure, I, you never know. I, I, I want to make sure I wasn't getting myself into, like, some sort of snuff no, film. I, can, I don't know what you guys are doing here. You can so. bring your, uh, your whatever so, it is. Your, I think uh, I'd need some uh, dogs man. and uh, figured, yeah, Gigi, she needs, uh, I got to add to her show reel because she might be supporting me here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Put on some dog shit. End up in Westminster, you know, doing the walk. Yeah, well, about Making that. a big dough. Yeah. Yours free, uh, Cal can. So anyway, uh, I worked for uh, Light Action for a couple years, got out of college, got my degree, saved up a little cash, flew out with my friend who I'm still friends with till today, uh, out to L.A. because he had some people, like real job stuff. But I flew out there anyway. Uh, just in the off chance, you know, I took my resume off chance, just walked into Light and Sound Design and met uh, Jeff Mateer. Oh, and three, uh, four or five weeks later, I think, I was, I loaded up my van. I had an old Chevy Astro, Chevy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just for, you know, running gear around. And uh, I just cruised out there. And a buddy of mine I went to college with uh, lived in the next town in Agora Hills. Newbury Park is where uh, Light and Sound Design was. Mm -hmm. And then I worked in the shop for like 10 days. Next thing I knew, I was out on tour with NXS. Jesus Christ. What year was that? Uh, 93, 94. You were out on the kick tour. I was. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge fucking tour. Yeah, they I got really like the big. second uh, leg of it. I hit with uh, Kai Cabot was the LD. No kidding. But, um, Great break. Uh, what was it? Yeah. I don't know. I forget. Great band. Oh, Great Ke break. Keith Bradley was the, uh, he was the production manager. So yeah, he's pretty big time. I walked in the office one day and, and I looked like this. Oh, you're a roadie? Okay. Yeah. I walked in the production office. He's like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I just was like, you know, I 
I don't fucking know. Yeah. So no, that's your first then, big break. That that's how you got in. That was it. Yeah. And you fell in love then. Well, I mean, you seem to be an ardent light fan. You know, as audio guys, we we heard, yeah. Well, I started audio. Uh, Were you ever in theater that. or something? What's that? Were you in theater or something in school? What's that? I read uh, in your. I did a little bit for. Uh, I was part of the uh, student program association. I booked all the bands at University of Delaware, but I also would like be like free labor for for those shows, but also for uh, you know theater stuff. Um, you know, Gregory Hines came in. He walks in, and wow. I'm standing on the stage trying to look busy or whatever. He's like, hey, I'm Gregory. I was like, oh. That must have been amazing. Really? <laughs> yeah, man, he died way too early. That was my first, yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. That was my first, uh, amazing like, dancer. star thing. So. Good actor as well. He kind of, he was kind of the full package. I don't know if he could sing, but he had a, he had a lot of skill, a lot of talent. I honestly don't remember, but I know he was talented for sure. Yeah. And, and super nice guy. Wow. Yeah, great. As most of them are. I, I think most... Yeah, we're lucky to work around talented people, and yeah. you, you know, not to undersell the fact that you're extremely talented as an LD, you know, this all-around lighting guy. You know, we've done a, a few shows together through the time we've known each other, and I've always been impressed, man. You tend to be, the, although your job title doesn't say do everything, but uh, you go out with the crews and you friggin' climb and pull and rig and run. I mean, dude. Like, your work ethic is insane. What's the secret to that? What's going on? You're always flying when we're on set. It's any... You know how I am with compliments. <laughs> you love it. What are you doing? Do I have to <laughs> put the glasses true, back on? We were actually huh? putting, you know... No, we were actually talking about it with the crew, and they were going, yeah, man, he's always, you know... Yeah, you kill it on set. Yeah, just... Just the work. Not, yeah. I, I have to attribute that to uh, just not being very smart. That's ridiculous. I get other people who are better at it, get them to do it. Yeah, know? most bar people think they're dum-dums. Yeah. I think everybody goes to the minute of feeling like they're going to be found out as a fraud, you know, like they're not who they... They're, they. Yeah, uh, there's a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, you've proved it on some of the largest tours in the last... I mean, seriously, was like on do, what YouTube tour, when you went, we were out with YouTube, we were, uh -huh. what, you were the moving light operator, right? Yeah. That was your, you handled all that. Programmer and it, moving light, yeah. Which one was it? It was... We do uh, out on the Pop, claw? Pop Mart. Oh, Pop Mart with big, all the TVs uh, and the... Arch. Yeah. No, no, that was uh, Zuropa. Oh. That was an awesome tour, but I didn't do it. Everybody I was working with had done it. But had the big yellow arch, and uh, it was fantastic. I got lifelong friends from that. Uh, Any good stories? Any backstage stuff we should know about? Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Enlighten us. Well... Uh, Give us a PG, maybe a PG-13. Okay. Uh, after they did a uh, DVD in Mexico City, and uh, I guess they were looking at the dailies, what they call dailies. Sure. And... Uh, after the show, and I was loading out, and by the time I got back to the hotel, I heard that everybody was across the street at the bar, and I didn't know who everybody was, but the whole band was in there, and uh, uh, Willie Williams, who's the lighting designer, um, was there, and apparently he had already told the band about this one shot they got at the edge. Uh, that was, the, I, I was the guy, I got to introduce you to him. And I walked in, Willie's like, Bono, this is the guy I was telling you about. <laughs> and I was just like, what are you talking about? Bono gave me a hug. So, Very touchy guy. Yeah. He likes to touch. Yeah. He's a hands-on fellow. And that's another band that, you know, they're huge, but 
it's just like sitting here talking. Yeah, down to earth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not all of them are like that, but they definitely. Not all of them, but yeah, I guess I've been lucky. I don't know. You're very approachable until you open your mouth, and then people are like, "What the hell did I do wrong?" Yeah. Yeah, because you, you know, you're, you're mean. I like that about you. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Well. I hear uh, the Edge like to call it, give you wake-up calls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> All right. Uh, so after that tour, a couple years later, uh, I had stopped touring. You know, I was getting married. That's over with. Yeah. Uh, had some kids, whatever. But I was still still had to do stuff. So I was doing. There's a uh, the Experience Music Project in Seattle. It was, uh, I haven't been there since, but it's uh, Jimi Hendrix. It was going to be a Jimi Hendrix museum. Mm. I, I think that's, I don't know what, it's something like that now, but there's a thing called Sky Church there. And I heard it's still there today, but it was uh, something that we built in previs. And I did a lot of the programming for about a week with Willie um, because that was when the Grand MA1 first came out. Mm -hmm. and. It was like kids in a candy store. It was well, yeah, but it was also like diffusing a friggin' bomb. Yeah. Like when's is, when's it gonna crash next? So uh, anyway, we uh, we were doing nights because uh, there's glass and, and it's daylight in this space. So um, we had press the next morning with uh, what's the head guy Paul, uh, the guy from Microsoft. Anyway. The, the guy that owns the place. Mm -hmm. So we had to be back for press for him. Um, but we were working till like 7 a.m. And I get a call on my AT&T Nokia flip phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was like 99 or something, I, I don't know. And there's a guy on the other line, he says, uh, is Willie there? And I, right away, I'm like, oh, geez, we're late. My instinct already went to. I'm late. I'm late. I got to get over there. Yeah. Because I didn't recognize the voice, but it sounded foreign. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, the 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 production manager was uh, English, and when I'm that groggy, it's like, ah, oh, geez, that's him saying, "Where are you guys?" So, uh, yeah, we're on our way. Don't worry, we'll be there in a minute. He's like, oh, all right, well. Uh, he sounded confused. He said, uh, well, could you tell him the edge called? I was just <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, no problem. I'll see him in a minute. I'll, I'll tell him. All right, see you, edge. Hung up, went over. <laughs> Willie was already over there. I show up. I'm like, I just got a wake-up call from the edge. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Because uh, Willie didn't have a cell phone. I hope it's okay. I gave him your cell phone number because they were going to call to talk to me from there in Paris and they had they needed some questions about pr production from previous tours or something right. I, I don't remember but I was just like I just got a wake up call from the edge yes yeah. yeah. super weird yeah so I had a similar experience with Prince but Did you? yeah but that's when you interview me we'll talk about that hey I know you were out tell with tell me about your uh, time with Prince uh, well he was just very short Kind of soft spoken. We'll do this another time. I got you. Got so many good stories. Look at this here. I got a great Prince impression. I'll show you after. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing it 
Yeah. yeah. No, no, because it actually gets even more interesting after the cameras go off. <laughs> seriously. Really That's did. on our Patreon page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were thinking about recording it, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, might uh, <laughs> inhibit us to not speak, you know, the way we normally do. Uh, I know you went out with R. Kelly. Uh, it seems to be a little controversy surrounding him. Uh, what were your experiences? Yeah. Uh, I, I liked him. I, he's just a funny Sing guy. Guy can sing, man. Yeah, he's he a can. performer. Kills it. Uh, that was an interesting tour because his security was all the Farrakhan guys, you know, the bow tie guys. Sure, sure. And they were all really cool, but. Pretty serious guys, though. They were very serious. Yeah. So yeah. don't mess around with them. Yeah. Uh, there was one time we were in uh, South Carolina. I remember that because it's kind of a small gym. The stage was like right there. It was like normally you got about 200 feet or whatever. Sure. This one just happened to be like right there. And I remember it was South Carolina because uh, of the Gamecocks. And we were looking for shirts that, you know, were like, uh, you can't lick our cocks or, you know, all these whatever. Sure, so, sure. Something was, we thought was funny. Well, he, every show on that tour, as you can imagine, uh, you know, I, don't, I usually have guests out there, front of house, or uh, yeah, there'll always be some people. Mm -hmm. Right, Jeej? VIP <laughs> types, are you talking about? Yeah, we're just friends of friends or sure, whatever. Sure. So you just get a, a bottle of wine during the day. I pour one glass for me for the end of the show, and then they can have at it. Well, these two girls showed up. That I didn't know who they were, but I was like, you know, hey, you know, want some wine, have some wine. You know, and they were of age, you know, at mm. least not. You, you threw down your moves on him. You broke out your uh, No, I did not. No, no, no moves. Okay. No moves, no. But, Just wine. But <laughs> they did. They hammered the rest of that bottle of wine down. They're like, do you have any more? I'm like, oh, geez, this is the first time I ever had this. So I called back to uh, Dimmers and say, hey, you have another bottle of wine out here. No problem. They sent one out. And uh, they took care of these people. After the show, I'm loading out. I get called into the dressing room. <laughs> and there's R with his boy sitting on the couch. And he's like, uh, it was just me and the sound guy. I forget his name, but the sound guy was just like straight arrow. Really great guy. Uh, but devout Christian, you know, just very, you know, clean didn't drink or anything. And they had this other guy, a video guy that was out there that was afraid of his own shadow. And uh, he was like so nervous. Oh my God, what's happening? So anyway, we're all three in there. And he's like, all right, who had the wine in front of the house? And right away I was like, oh, that was me. I do it every, every show. Uh, right away, oh, it was Tim. The guy's name's Tim. He left. The other guy's like, Am I still in trouble? Am I supposed to be here? <laughs> and he was like, R was like, I don't care what you do during the show. It doesn't seem, it's not affecting your work, but I don't want you giving any guests. Anybody on that riser who's a guest is a guest of mine. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. Very rarely. <laughs> it's usually a guest of mine, you know? Yeah. But whatever, okay. I didn't know these people. All right. He said, no more wine for anybody out there. You know, do what you got to do, but, you know. And uh, I remember specifically him saying, 
I don't want you giving him a sandwich. I'm like, a sandwich? I'm what? Not give anybody a sandwich. Like, like he was just making a point. I don't want you giving them anything. <laughs> okay. Very odd. Response. And then it just, he's, he's kind of an odd guy, all right? Yeah. You, maybe you picked up on that. I'm aware. There, there was a guy named Kevin who was a carpenter. It was his job to load in and load out the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> We always used to make so much fun of that poor guy, man. Uh, dude, somebody's got to do that hard work He's like such that. A nice that, guy, that doesn't the mattress doesn't load itself in, I mean, <laughs> and of course it doesn't. It's a slightly heavier when it goes out, and it's <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's so, super fun. All right. Well, anyway, so at that point, I realized the real issue was our, those are our, our guests, and he, he wanted to get with them, and I was like. Well, I thought they were older than that. Oh, right. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That last line was precious. Thought they were older. Smoke than went that. down the wrong. wrong it did because, yeah. because of your that funny, uh, funny, funny thing you just said. Uh, <laughs> cock blocked R. Kelly. Oh uh, yeah, you cock blocked R. Kelly. Yeah. That is quite a feat. The man is. Um, I was going to say famous, but it's really infamous uh, for his ability to get up to some trouble. So good on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you did some Ozfest. Um, you know, those are fun, oh, yeah. big shows that uh, a lot of traveling. Tour. You have fun That's, with it? That was the one with... Uh, did you deal with Sharon much? Uh, nah, a little bit. And she can get in the mix. Yeah, but you know. Opie uh, dealt with her. Yeah, of course. And uh, Butch Allen. You know, of he, course. You know, yeah. Those guys, I was uh, crew chief on it. And... Uh, that was the one with Tool, so we did uh, we did shifts. Yeah, we do like a day shift and a night shift because the thing starts at eleven. Yeah, yeah. It ends. The only at way to do it, you're gonna get eleven, crushed. right? Mm. So we said, all right, I'm crew chief. I'll, I'll do the late shift. So I think we all helped load in, and some people stayed, and the rest of us went back nap for a while, and then we come back in. The other guys would come and help us load out. But they used to sit there and just watch Denny carry because I was. I love drummers, man. Yeah. Uh, He's an amazing drummer. Tool yeah. drummer is one of the better drummers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really affected me when Neil died this year, man. That was awful. That was... Uh, uh, well, you know, we happen to have friends and that... Um, as a matter of fact, yeah. next week's guest is Brad Maddox, who was Rush's uh, uh, engineer. Yeah. And, you know, Mike... Neil's stuff and had a close relation and he kept it really close as you know Neil was private totally but there was and we were. did knew when we knew when they they stopped touring that there was some health issues there didn't know what it I was no it was like that glioblastoma is a vicious rare thing but yeah it took out a great a true American legend Canadian legend Canadian, musical world, legend. worldwide legend yeah, yeah I mean the guy one of a kind so many reasons great why. lyricist probably one of the best percussionists of all time uh, I believe he was yeah. a professor, even. Yeah, professor, he was, he's yeah. sorely missed, and I could see how that would affect you. He uh, is. He, and I went to Brad afterwards, and I was like, man, this must be rough. It, it's rough for me. I, I didn't even know the guy. Brad so, was, Brad's had a couple Brad, rough ones. Remember, he was on Lincoln Park when that happened on the Lincoln Park. He was out mixing Lincoln Park the, when. Oh, really? When, uh, was it uh, Chester Bennington? Yeah. And Comedy he, Nominator. Yeah. Do not hire that guy. He's, he is an awesome <laughs> Brad, engineer. But the, the direct line, the dot ooh. to dot on that is Brad's. Uh, Cutting all ties is Brad Maddox. bad juju. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I went to him. Baby. I said, geez, it must really hurt. Yeah. He's like, I've known him for three years. Yeah. yeah. 
he never mentioned anything to yeah. me Hitler, or any, Neil was I mean, private. Oh yeah. man, Neil especially, but the, the whole band, as they should be. Well, you know? they do meet and greets and shit too. Neil would never play that. Nope. Never do any of that. He was already Just, off. Yeah, hell, he was on his bike going the next yeah. thing. Yeah, no, he was uh, a badass. Any fun stories with Ozzy? You ever get any down with Ozzy? Because he can be super fun. Depends at which part of your career or his <laughs> career, because there was some trickier times in the early days. You know, Blizzard of Oz tour and all that was. I have a very good story about Ozzy. Tell me about Ozzy. Uh, Tell us. <laughs> uh, Ozzy. So as crew chief on that, I had the job. He used to come out in the beginning of the show. I don't know if I could. Can I stand up here and not be not seen? Or uh, Okay. Well, anyway, pretend I'm standing. And I used to have to hold this board. Okay. There was a light called a Goya light. It was a... Uh, 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 sodium, it was like a uh, metal halide, I think. Uh, yeah, it wasn't sodium. Metal halide uh, light that was like a backlight. We'd have a, a uh, psych on the front of the stage. And as you come out and do like this with this backlight, so you see this big shadow up on the thing. And everybody knew it was him and the whole thing. And, crowd goes wild. But... The thing is, we they tried to make like a electronic dimmer for it to go in the face of it, but it was gonna take too long, so they didn't have time for it. And so my job was to hold a board in front of it, and then I knew the cue when to do it, and I moved the board, and that was like the shutter. So just move the board, and there he is. And this is like a summertime tour. We're doing sheds. So every time, and I'm out there, I got shorts and a short sleeve T-shirt. Yeah, just a just getting eaten alive with mosquitoes yeah. and stuff. And the light's hot as hell. Well, yeah, but, that, you know, yeah, audio guys, even when you're not even working, you're complaining. <laughs> so, moth fucking, problems. Fucking lamp. I'm, I'm holding this thing. <laughs> Ozzy starts, like, twicking my ear and looking at me and doing this stuff. I'm like, God, come on, get out, get out, you know? And then we went through it and did it. Well, the next time it was in Pittsburgh, and I, I remember this because my girlfriend at the time, who was then my wife, who's now my ex-wife, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty standard story for this industry. Yes. Uh, she was at the show. She was staged right by the dimmers, and I'm holding the board, and he starts doing that again, and he was like, just, and he looked at me really funny. And right when the cue is supposed to happen, he pants me. The thing falls down. I'm, I'm standing there in my underwear. There's 20,000 people out there or whatever, right? Including Greg Price, uh, Brad's uh, Yeah, our guest in three director. weeks from now. Ozzy's uh, engineer and all around, yes, everything. Yeah. He'll be here pretty soon as He well. probably didn't even notice it. Uh, his head was probably down in his console. But yeah, his, yeah, yeah. You know. but, so I'm like running off stage and my girlfriend was looking on there. She thought maybe Ozzy had a heart attack or something. She didn't know what happened. <laughs> All she was, she looked out there. She's like, I recognize that bare ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, then I had to do the walk of shame. 
during the first blackout and get my pants back. That's so That's good. awesome. You got yeah. pants by Ozzy. Yeah. yeah. I tried to do the switch. pretty old move for him. That, that is that's legend. Not, yeah, he's, I tried he's to do pants. the switch. He had You're leather good, pants on, you know? Good company. And there was no way. No, they were. I couldn't even get my fingers in there. painted on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Ozzy can be a lot of fun, particularly oh, in the totally. latter half of his career when he kind of shook off some of the early vestiges of the periodic table and Jake and JD and so on. <laughs> <laughs> Made him much more tolerable. Uh, <laughs> uh, family Values Tour, you got a quick story on that? Yeah, I know it's Limp Biscuit and Corn. They can get, uh, oh, I know the Jonathan Davis and the boys can kind of get into some, have some fun, get yeah, into some you know, were, curious behavior. Yeah, uh, Jonathan used to come out. I, I didn't know any of them. I mean, I, I don't really hang out with band members. Um, uh, he used to come out and like work with the rigor and stuff, and it, it was kind of cool. But uh, there was this guitarist. I don't even know his name for Limp Bizkit. Uh, Wes, uh, Wes, what's his last name? Mikey. Know. Wes Bowen. He's yeah. the one. That he's has a badass. Like, he's actually a really good guitarist. I'm, uh -huh. I'm sure he is. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, but I don't care. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're gonna have a friggin' bunny on your amp, and that is like. You gotta like curl up and suck your thumb at night with your bunny. <laughs> we are going to exploit that. Okay, you gotta understand a bunch of board roadies. Yeah. We're gonna find ways to do it. So, uh, Opie was actually the uh, production manager on that as well. And his nephew was a set carpenter. And something happened. It wasn't his fault, but he felt so bad. But it, it Something happened, a set cart broke one of the truck driver's bikes. Wow. And we were all doing a collection. And I said, all right, who, how much you get, how much will you give me for that bunny? I'm going to get it. You stole the bunny. So I stole the bunny during the set. <laughs> 200 bucks, or it was like, yeah, I think 200 bucks. Took it in production, just drop kicked it in production. I'm like, give me my money. <laughs> they gave it right to, I forget the kid's name. He was, he was awesome, though, but 200 bucks to the... Uh, Bike fund, yeah. so any, it was for good reason. Any recoil on that? Uh, yeah, they they sat in the bus. A man, Fred Durst, come and get you? No. Yeah. I, he probably didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, good. <laughs> I have no idea, but th they wouldn't leave. The bus wouldn't leave till the bunny returned. Uh, that's funny. And at that point, I already sold it, so <laughs> was out of your hands. Possession. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to talk about what you do over at Prelight Studios. I mean, I know you had that going for what since 2000-ish, 2001. Something yep. Like that till, till yeah. right now. What's, well, what's your what's your passion over there? I stopped uh, doing that um, when I started working at Sound Image. Uh, yeah, we kept I wanted, busy. To, I wanted to just focus on one thing. Sure. And uh, that's all. It was all previous. Like we would solve problems for designers. Uh, it's architectural. Uh, some architectural, yep. Like the Sky Church thing. Sure. Um, mostly corporate, corporate theater, as they call it. You right, know? right. But, you I know, know you had some big customers there, but BMW and yeah. uh, Google and, yeah. 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 Um, good, good work. Uh, and we just use off-the-shelf stuff. Um, we never created anything. I'm doing some work now with a company... Um, I'm not working for them, but eventually 
probably hopefully get hired by him. Yeah. Because uh, right now I'm just getting the government cheese money. Uh. Uh, but uh, Imaginary Labs, uh, they uh, actually just put a video out today. Um, is it the one you showed me? It is. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty fantastic. They, they have a visualizer that is uh, based in uh, Unreal Engine. And mm -hmm. they five. are, it's, yeah, Unreal Five, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's well, they're four two five right now, but yeah, it'll they'll keep going with it, and it's pretty fantastic. So keep your eyes open for Imaginary Labs. They, that's that's the future, man. That's the future, huh? I I think so. I, I had a long talk with somebody in the industry that I highly uh, regard very highly. Like I, I really, his opinion matters a lot to me. Yesterday. Sure. Um, and he had a different opinion than I did, uh, but I listened and he listened to me. And my, th my thinking is shows will definitely come back, uh, which he agreed with me, because you need that interaction. But there will also be this third element to it, this, this new element, which will be all of the AR, VR, XR, MR, you know, all the, all the R's, right? All the whatever reality. Mm -hmm. uh, Augmented, virtual, so on, so Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, and you're playing around but in that's, that stuff. It, well, that's the thing with imaginary labs that will then port right over. You can build an unreal environment. You can get camera tracking with green screen or uh, mocap. So, you know, everything can happen in the virtual world. And the guy I was talking to said that will never replace. And I, I couldn't agree more. That will never replace. And his, his other thing was it's always the creative to drive the technology, not the other way around. Sure. And that was a very good point. Um, so we'll see where it all goes, but I think now that the tech is there, maybe the creative will adopt the tech and then go further, and then the tech will have to catch up again. So I think, yes, we will have normal shows like we have had. I don't know when. Mm -hmm. I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, no crystal Nobody ball. Nobody does. None of us do. Uh, but I really think that the virtual side of it will not go away. So think of, you know, 15,000 people at a show, but you couldn't get to the show for whatever reason. Maybe you live in St. Louis and the show's in LA. Well, you could be there. Throw on your, uh, your virtual you, reality glasses your or whatever. VR thing, and, and it's not the same, but you know, for a five hour ticket, maybe now we've got a million people watching the show. Well, I, I, and I'm not saying anything new that nobody else knows now. The video game world kind of has this, doing, they're doing well with it. I know some bit. folks that, my, my, actually my father, uh, 78 years old, and messes around with that stuff. And sometimes he told me something the other day where my mom came in while he was in, in one of those moments in the world, <laughs> shooting it up with some kids or something. And, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. And uh, he made him jump out of his skin a little bit because, you know, he got caught off guard because he was in his mind in this whole other world. And so I don't know. That'd be something maybe could be transferable, or I'm probably sure could be transferable into the live audio scene. Yeah. I know a lot of people are going to be a little, for a while, a little, yeah, yeah. little uh, trepidatious about of coming course. out to large gatherings. Oh. We need them to get over that yeah. as soon as possible, ideally, though. Yeah. Uh, that also... That I thought you were going to say they were going to 
be a little reluctant to get into the VR stuff because it's not going to be the same. Uh, well, no, I think right now, more than ever, people are going to find a way to uh, still experience things like live shows, but mm -hmm. maybe in a slightly different way. And plus, the, the, the system has proved that we are all slowly modifying into more and more technical savvy and, and following the technology and things. And again, the, the video game market is gigantic. I mean, so huge. Well, this tech has been there for a number of years. And... There was no reason to push it to this level. Well, now we have an international disruptor. This is what they call a business disruptor. Mm -hmm. uh, it's exactly, you know, if there's any silver linings to this horrible disease, the silver lining is we're getting yet another way to experience entertainment. We'll see how it goes. Well, no fingers either. crossed, you know, it, she's such a good dog. She's yeah. very sweet, very sweet dog. Yeah. Tommy, I can sit here and talk to you for hours. Well, we have in, in the past and I probably hopefully we will. You, you, want, you got one? You want I, to got, I got one, yeah. You want to hear another story? Uh, okay, we'll take one more story. We'd love one to more hear story? another story. What do you got? Uh, we got time? Okay. Okay. Give it up. I'll do the best I can. All right. All right. Big Rush fan. Okay. Down. Down. Lie down. Anybody who knows you knows that. Lie down. All the way down. Gigi, your girl. papa's trying to tell us a story. Good girl. Um, so, 87, I'm staying in at University of Delaware on a Saturday night, listening to, uh, if there's anybody from Philly, WMMR. <laughs> Big channel. 93.3 uh, used to play music on radio. Mm. Um, and I was listening, they were doing a rush giveaway. Yeah, I had to call in and answer, uh, what was the, the question was, what were their first three albums? Mm. And I was like, ah, geez, well, you know. So I stayed in, I'm studying, you know, what the heck? So I call in, as she got through. And what you would win is uh, the Hold Your Fire album, which is great, because that was like, you know, what, 15 bucks or whatever? Yeah, college kid. Remember, I was making fifty bucks a day. Yeah, right. Uh, and that was every other week or whatever. Yeah. So, but then you were entered into the grand prize drawing, which was to be roadie for a day. <laughs> I won that thing. <laughs> I was roadie for a day. We've actually done that in other right other giveaways, especially in large markets, LA, so on. Yeah. And uh, we would sometimes, you know, have those guys push on into our crews, and we'd put them on feed, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd no, they really work them. Uh, you know. Yeah, some, the local six guys were like, yeah, uh, or look, eight, eight Philly. Well, I forget. <laughs> anyway, I used to know them all. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd touch any gear, and they'd be like, oh yeah, what do you do? You know, they give me a hard time, like. 18-year-old college kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. That's it's the just, local's job. Just getting a the, picture. It, yeah, I was just I was holding it like this. That's you know? all it is. Yeah. So uh, we blew up balloons on this machine. It was a balloon drop. So anyway, fast forward. I'm out with Depeche Mode years later. Yeah, I know it's boring. Yeah. I'm out with the, like Depeche Mode. Yeah, uh, Depeche Mode. Uh, and we go to um, uh, San Bernardino. It was like a blockbuster you know, shed down there. Sure, sure. And uh, this guy, uh, Nick Kodos, who was the production manager at the time, was the house guy there. And I, you know, started loading in. 
And I came into his office and I introduced myself and said, <laughs> yeah, I was ready for a day. And he was like, just blown away, blown away. <laughs> so then a couple years later, I get a call because I was working for light and sound design at the time. They need a gaffer just to, you know, balance spotlights, which I'd learned from the great Tom Beck. Mm. Uh, One of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I owe a lot to Tom Beck. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he taught me how to balance spotlights and uh, LSD said they needed a gaffer for this Vietnamese show. Okay, who's the LD? Who do I have to advance it with? Oh, Howard Ungerlayer. Like, oh, okay. Oh, mm, boy. So I said, uh, I called him up to advance and I was like, I got a really funny story to tell you, but I can't tell you until I see you. Because I didn't want to tell him over the phone because he'd be like, yeah, get this balloon blowing up guy. No, out of here. Yeah, get him out Not of here. <laughs> Not having it. So anyway, I got there, got to meet him. Anyway, he's, he's still, I consider him a friend. He's a fantastic guy. and uh, Kind of a legend. He's, he is definitely a legend. Yeah. He invented the ACO. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Among other things. Uh, light up uh, washing machines, I think. No shit. Yeah. No, there was one tour he had, like, they were putting stuff on it. Anyway. Oh, what, the, maybe the Rush thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty great. Yeah, that was <coughs> one of the best days of my life, though. I took my uh, Rush buddy from high school and... We were just like, oh man, went to the little bit of heaven. Went to the uh, after party. Uh, we were invited to that, but we knew that they were very private, so we just kind of Neil was from here to like there. Yeah, didn't even talk to him. Yeah, no, <laughs> I that's like, I didn't that's know what to say. <laughs> that's best, I think. Yeah. So well, my brother. Anyway, thank you for the good stories. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for bringing your beautiful Gigi. Uh, I hope we get to see each other more in the near future. It's been a minute because of this damn thing, but yeah. uh, it was good to catch up with you. We appreciate you being on the show. Uh, I love your, it. Sharing your stuff. I love, I love what you're doing. Oh, man, we appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, brother. It's bad enough looking at you once, but you think you got a picture of yourself right over your shoulder. It's Somebody like, pointed Jesus. that out last I, I was Did thinking they? about changing it and putting two, just getting a three-way. just three way. It would be really good. It would be like a 666. Oh, perfect. stop it with the perfect. devil things just because of some behaviors I've displayed in the past. <laughs> just leave it alone. Thanks for coming on, brother. Absolutely. Right on. Yeah, thank you for you, my man. Hey, uh, Kyle, right. I appreciate you being here as ever. You're the man. Um, we got stuff coming up in the near future. Jeez. Next week, who do we got coming up? We got Brad Maddox next week. Yeah, good old Braddy. He's been on the show before, but um, the show ran long, and we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about some stuff that uh, we really wanted to hey. touch on with his job, yeah. with his business with Diablo Digital. And, yeah. you know, it was constant touring. Brad Maddox is Rush's guy, uh, Rage Against the Machines. Uh, shit, the list is so long, it's ridiculous. But he's uh, the engineer for many huge acts. And uh, he'll be here next week, so we're looking forward to that. I uh, couldn't do this uh, without my team. I uh, got Mikey Brown behind the cameras, working the RF, working the switching, working the sound. He's kind of a badass. Thank you, Michael. We really appreciate it. And of course, uh, my bosses and people here at Sound Image Productions in Southern California, Sound Image, George Edwards, our general manager, and Mr. David Shadone, our CEO, the big boss. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank and you, of course, for the gear, that, the support we get from LA. LSV, good friends over at LSV, that's large screen video. Um, uh, that's John Rigney. We appreciate it, Johnny. You're the best, bud. And uh, our support from the lovely people over at slowfiber.com. They help us out with our social distancing so we can have the guys in the shops, um, you know, wearing the, the masks and stuff so we can still get work done and, you know, 
be careful about not getting sick. We hope the same for you too out there. Be careful, be safe. Um, thanks for tuning in. We hope to see you again next week, Thursday at 7 p.m. And until then, be well. Good night. Have a good night, guys.